0: everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie, with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the
1: beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I am ready to answer whatever weird questions our listeners have come up with.
0: (whistles) It's episode 500.
1: (whistles) 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 And an unprecedented look under the table. Uh, There's not not glamorous. There's a lot of cables down there. Sorry. I mean, we we try our best with cable management. Oh, boy. I really don't care about cable
0: management whatsoever. Hi, uh, we are brought to you by Sports and Patreon. Sports support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Ooh, yay. Zach Power. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Uh, this week's episode is the 500th episode, Mailbag Spectacular, Holiday Mailbag Spectacular. Um, don't look too closely. Don't actually count how many episodes we've done. Because <laughs> just like a Simpsons, it's probably not actually 500, but whatever. It's close enough. Um, yeah, we're going to a- a- answer all, a bunch of y'all sending questions. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to answer them uh, and fondly look back on our 500 episodes of the, of going through the Simpsons um, and probably not so fondly at times as well. Uh, there will not be any more episodes through the end of December. We'll return in January. Me and Matt are going to take a, a, a long break because we need it. Refreshes a daisy. I need it, really. I don't really care about Matt. I, I need it. <laughs> so that's what so we're taking. I, I need to deconnect. De- de- Robbie needs it. I don't. This, I need this podcast dis- is
1: the one thing keeping me from falling into a dark, deep despair. That's so, not true. See you in January. That's <laughs>
0: yeah, not true, Matt. It's the kittens. You're right.
1: You're right. Frost Haven keeps me going. Oh, It's not true. a depressing game at all. <laughs>
0: It's about uh, 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 saving a a settlement from winter and lawlessness, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Or letting it happen. Me and my four
1: skins and no gold. Yep.
0: Don't be careful the way you say words, Matt. Okay? (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Without further ado, uh, we'll jump into some questions. Uh, First from Tim. Happy holidays. Question one. At the current rate of podcast production, you'll catch up in 2029- at that point, will new episodes be incorporated into the rankings? I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, we're gonna go until if when we catch up, when and it, or if we, you know, maybe one of us dies. Um, so I apologize if that happens. I'm gonna do my best not to die before the Simpsons. <laughs> that's one of my life goals at the moment. Um, yeah. Well, we if we catch up, I think that's a long ways away. That's five years from now. <laughs> So not too. Uh, we'll see, but I'm largely thinking that we will probably wait until a season ends and then do all those episodes. Do a run of of that season's episodes. That is my that is my guess. What we would do, and it'll also give us a little buffer. or Maybe they'll catch up. I don't know. We'll worry about it. Cross the bridge when we come to it. Uh, I certainly, Matt. Do you have any plans for five years from now?
1: No, no. It turns out that uh, the only plans I have uh, involve, you know, working on my skills in case you know all of society collapses. I'm working on my gardening. I figured out power production. I'm really uh, stuck right now on water purification. That's going to be a tough one to do without, you know, society. But see, we'll see what
0: we can do. Matt's doing his uh, his survivalist training. I'm, I'm. I don't think we'll we'll definitely do. I'm dead set. I'm a stubborn, stubborn man. I'm going to be doing this podcast until either I die, this Simpsons does. Okay, it's <laughs> going to happen. Question number two. It's not often talked about, but there were bad episodes during the golden years. They were they were clip shows. Justify you did not bother bother to review them, but if you had to rank them, where would they land? My guess is about halfway between Homer's Odyssey and the bottom. Clearly not canon and could be fixed by not being made. I
1: barely consider them episodes, really. Yeah, I mean, some of them have interesting, uh, you're right, most of them are not canon, uh, you know, the 138th episode Spectacular and whatnot, uh, but it definitely feels like a few, but the all singing, all dancing, that could be canon, I mean, it's just them remembering singing and dancing that happened, Uh, as far as quality goes, 138th Spectacular might be better than Homer's Odyssey, the rest, yeah, we're looking pretty far down.
0: Yeah, they're not... They're not – I think we did I thought – didn't we do the uh, Homer's Heart Attack episode? I'm pretty sure we did that, right? I want I to see, think we, we did. did, yes. Yeah, that was the last clip show because it has a lot of new material in it. Uh, we did not do All Singing, All Dancing because it has very little new material that is not important. Yeah, the anyway. frame story
1: is, is nothing. It's all about painting your wagon.
0: Yeah, which is fine, but – Which is an important topic, let's be real. I, I think they're fine. I just don't – I don't need to watch clip shows. I'll just watch – Normal episodes. I would even, that's why we, we don't have them because I, that's largely why I consider not to, not watching this because like I'm not, I don't want to rank it. Like where would I put it? It'd probably be at the bottom because it's not necessary. We, they, all that stuff exists. It's, it, they are literally created to fill time. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see a need Um, to, I would just put them at the bottom. I mean, they're more, I guess they're more watchable than like the truly bad episodes, but also I would just watch the episodes that clips come from. I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, have, I get t- enough time to watch good episodes of The Simpsons. Um, from t- uh, he, Then Tim uh follows up. That's the end of his questions, but his comments. I'm very impressed by the consistency of the show of the year since I started listening, 2020. Apart from the holidays, I don't believe there's been a break. And that includes a couple of moves if my reserves. Well, we appreciate that, Tim. Yes, I've moved from between houses multiple times and then moved to Florida this year. Um, You know. We record things ahead of time and get things edited and get them posted. But I I don't know. I think both Matt and I have a certain pride uh, about hitting our schedule every week. We do. Yeah. Even Even though our new
1: episodes come out the week after they actually, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like, there is, obviously,
0: we both have schedules and lives that we have to, sometimes have to, but we... We do a pretty good job. Um, Tim's favorite memory. Hard to pick one, but the Andrew Bloom appearance has always add an extra ingredient, especially during the trivia section. Yeah, there's an Andrew shout out. So
1: Andrew was great at coming up with uh, trivia questions for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Andrew. Believe me. I want, my, I want you guys, I hope, I know Andrew's going to listen to this. Uh, so I, you all should pressure him to like regularly. I've, I've tried multiple times trying to get Andrew to be a regular either do I join our podcast on a more regular basis, or to do his our own podcast with Andrew. And he's Andrew's always like, well, I got real life things I gotta do. When well, I life. have a job and a family, and I'm just like, who cares? Podcasts obviously more important, Andrew. And you're like entertaining and funny. Why not What are you doing? And he was always like, well, I don't want to disappoint anyone. I'm like, that's part of life is disappointing people that uh, love you."
1: Especially podcasts
0: <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for Tim first next for Aaron. hope you guys have a great holiday break. I too started listening in two thousand and twenty. I went through all the archives very fast. I think the first new episode I heard was the fat. <laughs> Fat and the fur- fat and furriest, then became a oh, patron gosh. almost immediately. I realized early on that the bad Simpsons episode is often made for the best podcast. The Screaming Pillar, anyone? I also really enjoy the Andrew episodes. He brings a great perspective. My favorite memory of the show happened just a few weeks ago when Matt declared "New Kid on the Block" is one of the, one of his ten favorite episodes. I don't really have a question. Just want to thank you for all the hard work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good episode,
0: Nah, i don't know i try i don't think i don't know if matt has a brain like my brain does i feel like my my matt just goes oh that's a great episode i'm like matt we have it like at number 145 you're like no it's great i love it i'm like okay
1: i mean that's fair i mean this this our rankings are an overall ranking of how do we think how good is it overall you can like something even if it's bad or not very good
0: yeah, I don't know. I feel like the not very good episode of the Simpsons, but I don't like any of <laughs> them.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I,
0: can't, I, can't, I guess I do have a couple of dirty of of like guilty pleasures that so I've forced you to rank higher than other, they otherwise probably would be because I like uh you know the uh, the prisoner uh computer menace wore red shoes. That one I if I was not part of this podcast, that would be way lower. I I forced you to put Dos Bus higher.
1: Then you, you wanted really to for did. sure. I really don't like but, that But
0: Matt, I do want to revisit like after all the episodes that come after D- DOS Bus. DOS Bus isn't that bad. It was
1: not as bad as I thought, no. No.
0: no. DOS Bus is still pretty good compared to the Drek that followed it. Thank you, Aaron. Oh, yeah, Next, Zach. God. Hi, Matt and Robbie. I've been enjoying your podcast since 2017 and finally in a financial position where I can start supporting my favorite content creators of Patreon. I want you two to be the first. That's very kind of you, Zach. Thank you very much. Continually impressed by you both for managing to stay so relatively sane through the last few years and admire your dedication to the podcast commitment. Also, I've learned so much about narrative structure, theme, tone, and general story writing from you both over the past several years just from listening to the podcast, and I thank you for it. My favorite memories of the podcast had to be when Matt busted out Sergeant So Jetson from From Here to Eternity <laughs> and Trivia and all the times when The Simpsons writers turned Robbie into a real-life Frank Grimes and their terrible, terrible output. Yeah, I'm getting my first Simpsons tattoo is definitely going to be Frank Grimes. Like, it has to be. I have to get Frank. Uh I have to get Grimes. Grimy as they like to be called. (laughs) Uh, Some questions. Um, Robbie, who's your favorite hockey team? Do you have a least favorite team? What is your favorite hockey memory for the past few years? Um, Favorite hockey team is the Edmonton Oilers. I didn't follow hockey at all uh, as a kid. I started following hockey when we moved to Canada because I was just like, oh, it's Canada. They love hockey, right? And I lived in Edmonton. And it just felt like, oh well, I can kind of maybe I can make friends this way. Maybe if, if I start following the local team and following hockey, I can make conversation with people. It started just very much as like very, a very like like hobbyist kind of thing. I was not like a diehard fan in any means. But if you follow hockey, you realize you know that oh, the Oilers. That was right when the Oilers had Connor McDavid, the best player on earth, uh, along with like. Leon Dreisaitl, who many consider the second best player on Earth, and maybe top five at least. Um, and I started following them, and they're, Connor McDavid in particular is an incredible, incredible player. Who does things that don't seem humanly possible. And now I consider myself a pretty diehard fan. Lots of jerseys and everything. Um, my least favorite team... I would say it's changed over time. Like, you know, if you are the oil, if you are an Oilers fan, you are supposed to hate the Flames because you know divisional, the, you know, the Battle of Alberta and all that. And I don't like the Flames very much, but also the Flames haven't been very good for most of the time that the Oilers have been. I've been an Oilers fan; they've been up and down, and Oilers have kind of soundly beat them over and over again in this rivalry. So I don't really. Hate them as much as I think most Oilers fans do. I really hate the Knights. I hate the Vegas Knights. I hate them. <laughs> I don't. I, I hate them so much. Uh, they're 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 a filthy, dirty team. Uh, and they, they, The fact they won the Stanley Cup made me really angry. Uh, my favorite hockey memory is, is probably, however, is the Oilers beating the Calgary Flames and going to the conference finals two years ago. Um, that was as far as they've been in the, in the playoffs in a long, 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 long time, and it was an awesome, an awesome night. It was like one in the morning, and uh, Connor McDavid scored a winning goal in overtime. It was really exciting. Um, they've been <laughs> this year has been a, a struggle because they started out as one of the worst teams in the league when they were supposed to be uh, a contender for the cup, and then now lately they've corrected course and now they're on the the right trajectory at least. Um, despite last night's uh, record, from they lost to the the lightning um now question for you matt from zach mm-hmm. what is your favorite stage musical what musical do you think Ooh. is what musical do you think is underappreciated is there a musical out there you think is overrated and why
1: oh gosh uh, okay so, favorite so, musical first favorite is really difficult um it's it's probably going to coincide i'll think real hard about this but it's probably going to coincide with my underrated uh, groundhog day i i it, as far as I know, there was never a touring production of Groundhog Day. You either saw it on Broadway or you saw somebody else, a, a small local uh, group do it. I saw both, and it is fantastic both times. So it's not just because it was on Broadway that it's my favorite, but it is – the songs are absolutely incredible. Uh, the the story is great. I mean, it's Groundhog Day. I mean, you can you know, see the Bill Murray version if you want, and that's still really good. But the musical version, it just kicks it up to 12 higher notches, uh, and it was – absolutely fantastic i'm so sad it never became like a a touring production that toured around the whole country in terms of overrated i'm gonna say this i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this (laughs) i gotta go with wicked i saw it was okay it wasn't bad like i saw a production of rent that i almost walked out on it was so bad And this was like a, a broadway touring group and i was just like this is bad like this is just not not good at all uh, Wicked, everyone seems to love, and I watched it. It's one of the few I, I, you know, my tickets are at eight o'clock at night. I'm a morning person. A lot of the boring ones, uh, <clears throat> the glorious stuff on musical, uh, I fell asleep in, but Wicked, I stayed up for the entire thing. And there's like one or two good songs, and the story is fine, but it's just kind of meh. I'm just you know whatever. Uh, I, this would have been Evan Hansen a couple years ago, but I think a lot of people come around to how bad that is uh, recently. So I'm not going to say that one's overrated anymore. It's it's probably Equally rated right now, but go see Groundhog Day if you can find it anywhere. If it's a local company doing it, go see it. It's great. I don't. I don't
0: know if you know the answer to this, Matt, but whenever they adapt a like a movie to a musical, do you have to like do licensing and stuff like that? Do you have to come to like agreements with the writers of the movie or something?
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I I can't imagine that you don't. don't Maybe that's sure because I'm not in either business. But
0: yeah, maybe that's why it never got. More, you know, touring or something because they couldn't come to like it's agreements or definitely
1: possible. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Also, it's like you know Groundhog Day is kind of old movie at this point. Uh not that bad. I love Groundhog Day. It's probably my th- definitely top five comedies. I want to see. I still want to see the um The Simpsons. Uh, it's not musical though. It's just like uh the the post the the Burns post the thing we we uh, talked about it for the Patreon.
1: But, oh yes, uh, the
0: post-apocalypse thing. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, if I, I had a chance, and I skipped it, and I was and I oh. kicking myself every time. Every 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 time I've thought about it since, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should have gone and seen it. Um, more. I think this is what we have really got from here. It's that more uh, touring Broadway companies should do. Morning. Shows, right? 9 a.m., 10 a.m.,
1: matinees? The Sunday afternoon matinee is perfect for me. Two, three o'clock in the afternoon, that's exactly when plays should be. Come on, grandpas. Come on, all grandpas of the world. <laughs> that's right. I mean, let's be real. Every time I go to a musical, it's like 80% older folks anyway. So, yeah. uh, Thank you, Zach. Next from Derek.
0: I think I asked this last year, but you know what? Can to ask again? There's nothing and no one that could stop me. <laughs> ah. What food are you most looking forward to on Christmas Day? I'm obsessed. Homer drilling over the place. Uh... I uh, I don't Christmas Day. See, see, the thing is, we do two Christmases. We have a Christmas Eve dinner with my in-laws, and then day is with my family. Um, and when I'm actually Christmas Day, we're doing. Uh, we're getting. We're get, we're just picking up dinner. We're not cooking mostly anything this year because <laughs> we're gonna. Smart. Well, we're gonna be hosting Christmas Eve, I think. So we're gonna be doing lots and lots of cooking. And I don't. My parents are at the time at the point where they're not going to cook much anymore. Uh, my mom just had surgery so i we're just ordering uh some catering from ravenous pig here in orlando which it should be delicious as they're doing it's
1: ravenous pig i sure hope so
0: it's prime rib i'm expecting it to be delicious but what i'm really most looking forward to is my wife's uh alfredo shrimp alfredo she does that she does that every year uh it's always great um her family it's a they're kind of their tradition and I'm, uh, I always, it's always like, no matter what else is happening, I'm always like, at least I'm going to get shrimp Alfredo. I'm going to get it. It's going to be so good. And there's like a pound of Parmesan cheese in it. It's so good.
1: Uh, um, what's your answer, Matt? I honestly, we don't really have that many, uh, Christmas dinner traditions. Like, I don't even know what we're doing for Christmas this year. Actually. Uh, it's definitely going to be a last minute kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, our tradition on Christmas Eve, which I'm also going to be missing this year cause I have to work, uh, is uh we watch uh christmas movies uh in rpjs and we get like the absolute worst frozen food uh restaurant recreations like the uh, tgi friday potato skins and mozzarella wedges and all that crap uh, and totino's pizza rolls you know it's the terrible food that you're not supposed to ever eat we eat that on christmas eve and i look forward to it every year i'm so sad i'm gonna miss it this year
0: what is, do i have to do, what do i have to do like do i have to talk to your boss is that what I got to do?
1: <laughs> no, this is voluntary. I could get somebody else to do it. I don't
0: I don't know what I, I don't know what to do with you. Um more from Derek. Also, season 35 isn't up to much, is it? Since you're reviewing them concurrently, is season 23 harder to sit through or are they on the same level? I think season 23 is more painful, but it does still take a lot of energy
1: just to put the new episode of season 35 on.
0: I season 35 is better.
1: It's considerably better, and uh, honestly, with season 35, I feel like it's a gamble. You might get a good episode, you might get a bad episode. Season 23, it's like, okay, how bad is this going to be? That's that's what I'm asking. I think
0: season 23 is m- better than 22 or 21 in the past few seasons. is better. It's But you're still, it's a crapshoot, you might get a terrible episode. It's quite possible. Season 35, there's never nothing as terrible. As, it is definitely its higher highs. There's one episode, of season 35, that I think is actually is great. The Marge episode um, that I really love. I, and it, I guess it it was like the second episode of the season. And it kind of set a high, a, a, maybe a bar that it's an, expectations that maybe yeah. I that shouldn't is, have I shouldn't should be be, rough
1: to measure up to. That. I was like,
0: oh, everything's gonna be good, right? Uh, no, it's kind of lot. There's a lot of very tedious episodes in there, uh, and that's how I would describe it. It's more tedious. They're not terrible. They make sense in like a lot of the times I will forgive a lot as long as they make sense. You know, like that's the worst episodes of many of the past few years is where like they clearly don't even try and make sense. They're just like, oh, scenes. Here's a bunch of scenes of things around the same idea. If they make sense, I'm much more forgiving. Um, I would absolutely blind pick like an episode I haven't, I know nothing about. I would choose the thirty five before I chose the twenty three, but twenty three is still so far better than 22, 21. Yeah, it's that's a true. very low bar to clear. <laughs> it's a low bar to
1: clear, but it's there. Uh,
0: then I know Robbie had no desire to, but did either of you watch the Futurama revival? Have you watched that, Matt?
1: I have actually. It honestly, it felt like Futurama. Uh, I mean, mm. th- that's the thing is. Well, okay, the problem is we were watching the original Futurama and at a time we didn't really know whether they were commenting. Because the thing with the original Futurama is they were commenting on things that are a little more timeless. There are a few things. If you watch seasons, you know, like three of Futurama, they start at they the internet and downloading celebrities and weird crap like that. And it's like, okay, this is obviously a product of its time. All the new ones seem to be in those veins. They're, they're commenting on something that's happening in the real world. And those are generally the weaker Futurama episodes. Um Something that would last uh, a lot, uh, that would that would be more timeless, uh, would be for a a more interesting episode. But we haven't really had any of those in the new uh, run. Derek calls them
0: absolutely ratchet, Matt. So I have to. I'm sorry. And he, I
1: mean, that's that's fine. He
0: he enjoyed the Comedy Central episodes, which I did not really like. I thought they were they were very fine, but like they're mid. Like that's the thing. And it's like the hard the hardest problem. It's the same thing with the Simpsons, but like Futurama had like they I feel like Futurama didn't even have the run-up that the Simpsons did the Simpsons took a while to get great which is not strange for TV shows but Futurama was basically great from the very beginning
1: yeah it was it was great from episode one and then they had those first three seasons and then you know they got canceled and they brought it back and it was it was okay it was it was decent um then they had the movies and got brought back again I and don't those were no mm.
0: I don't i I the first four seasons I love. And I think they're great and perfect. And every time you revive it, it just gets worse. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I I gave all those, the Comedy Central, I gave the movies a shot. And I'm just like, oh, they're fine. But they're not as good. And like, yeah, it's, make just make. Do more Twilight Zone parodies, guys. There were literally hundreds of Twilight Zone episodes. Just do Twilight Zone episodes
1: with Bender. Yeah, just do weird sci-fi things. Like, you think of what's the weirdest sci-fi concept in a show you ever thought of. Do that in Futurama, and it'll just work out great.
0: Yeah, but they. No, okay. Um, finally, from Derek. Also, not sure I have one specific moment on the pod. Robbie, becoming more and more irate as time goes on is always fun. Really, I just love when Monday hits and I know more Matt and Robbie to keep me company. I out for my morning run in the absolute pitch black, dodging perps and murderers and whatever else be on the lurking. My <laughs> <Thank> God. <laughs> whatever else be on the lurking. Uh, so thank you. Keep on trucking. Merry Christmas. I apologize for my uh, n- 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 like shona. And happy new year. This is going to be bad, Matt. Belien your floy my stub. That's, I apologize for butchering that. Uh, that's insuredly terrible.
1: Uh, from Dara, I'm sure that's why it was included, is to hear you butcher it.
0: That's probably true. Um, Next from Dara. Hey, gents, having binged through your seasons of, reviews of seasons 1 through 19 over the course of like eight months, it's hard to pick a favorite moment as I just enjoyed so much. The highs of the golden years, the lows of the scully years, the crushing hope of Al Jean. I think my favorite moments were the episodes <laughs> post milkshake and 64 slices of American cheese and the regret that was shown. Questions. Oh. Number one, use this to talk about Simpsons tattoos. I know Matt said, hell no, but if you were to get one, what would you go with? Oh, well, I would get Frank Grimes. I'm, I, there is a... I have a list of tattoos I want and I know with the next thing I'm going to get it's just going to be very expensive um but I do have a Frank Grimes tattoo that I'm definitely going to get and it's going to be like the basically a like a little I don't know how, the right artistic way to describe it but basically Frank Grimes like freaking out at the end of of Homer's enemy where he's like going crazy ah ah I would get like, a, it's going to be like a juxtaposition of three of those faces all kind of blurred together. That's my idea um, because he's that's I become Frank Grimes. That's what effectively is. The Simpsons have turned me into Frank Grimes. It's, it's appropriate. Um, Matt has, Matt has tattoos. He's going to he, me. And Matt are going to get Simpsons tattooed together. That's what he told me.
1: I mean, if we can think of a good one for me, I would be all for that. Matt, I didn't think about getting Homer's a uh, pink frosted donut, possibly a buzz cola. It'd be Matt, a duck beer, but I don't drink beers. So. Matt,
0: Matt, it, right, it's 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 Ralph Wiggum flying through the window, like that's you already. Oh,
1: we, you know what? You're right. You're right. That's got to be it.
0: Or Ralph just saying, uh, "Uh, go banana!" Like that. You like? There's, <laughs> or he. They bet my Wookie. They bet my. There you see. They bet my Wookie. Uh, two. I know we have listener questions. Do you ever consider having us guests on the show for a review or even just for a random trivia jolt? Um, I mean, we've had some like we had long-term patrons on early in the show run, um, but it's not necessarily I don't like y'all. It's more it's just anytime you bring in another guest, we Matt and I do not record at the same time every week. We have to constantly kind of shuffle our scheduling, and every time you bring in a third person, um, it makes it that much more difficult to schedule something. And I have a bad brain. That gives me lots of anxiety about it, and it's difficult and hard, and uh, I've already uh, put a lot of stuff I need to do every week on my schedule uh, with my writing career, and so I don't have a lot of uh, – it's a lot easier for me to ma- me, and me to go, okay, I know I can, I can text Matt one time, and we have a schedule, we have a day. Well, I'll be busy for four hours that day between prep and recording, and then I can work on editing it later on my own. It's a lot easier for me just to plan that out as a block versus having to go text somebody. When are you free this week? Oh, I'm free from one to three on Thursday. I'm free from seven and nine on Friday. Uh, Matt can't record past eight o'clock because he turns into a gremlin. um, Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to do late night recordings. Matt just becomes quiet because he falls asleep at his computer, et cetera, Uh et cetera. I might do, we might do something eventually, you know, I, I like to, I've had, I do have ideas like, oh, we bring someone in once a, once a season, like bring in a guest, bring in a a, a patron, but then I'm like, well, by the time I think, oh, this is how I would implement it, this is how I would do it, like, oh, it's already two-thirds of the way through the season, and I'm tired, et cetera. Um, From number three, fixing this episode didn't come about till after the golden years, are there any golden episodes you think you need, you think need fixing?
1: Yeah, a lot of the season one ones could definitely have some some tweaks made to be a lot better. Homer's Odyssey, for sure. I think we talked a lot about those. I
0: would say oh, like I in like fixing is like I think we all like a lot of time I try and make it we fix it only if it's truly is broken, broken. And like most of the Golden yeah. years, even if they have flaws, they're weird in some ways. Um, and even the season one, some people don't consider that the golden years anyway. Yeah. Um, like proper golden years like two
1: through eight or three through eight it, not really i think i no. because i'm looking at the lowest rated ones and it's like Dance and homer that's just not very good it's, it's kind the, of boring it's really broken it's just kind yeah. of boring yeah like Owning i think lisa Barsaw gets an f you know dog of death when flanders failed meh i think
0: it's more things we i would tweak right i would tweak things Honestly, and I've harped on this a lot, I think the Golden Years failed Marge a lot for a lot of her episodes. They, yeah. they don't nail a narrative cohesion like that. a lot of the best Lisa Bart Homer episodes do. We don't get a big, oh, boom, here's a defining character trait about Marge that really it, like nails her identity. Most of the episodes do a good job, and then they kind of, they tinker, they filter out, they like bleh out at the end of the episode. We never get a good punch. And I think if I was going to change anything about Goldie's episodes, I would really like Springfield Connection or uh, Springfield with a dollar sign in particular or um, what Fear of Flying. Those three in particular, all those those three Marge episodes, they're not bad, but then none of them, I think, feel as like a, the Marge we would get to know. They never feel as effective as the best, like Lisa's Substitute or Lisa the Iconoclast or Bark gets an F or even Bart the Mother, like, you know, Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Like, none of those those episodes feel so defining about uh the, those three characters, but Marge never, like, we get, you know, we get it, but not as often. It doesn't feel like, they feel like they fail. They don't know what to do with it. Well, her.
1: yeah, and a lot of the, the episodes that heavily feature Marge also heavily feature another character. It's never just Marge, which is not a bad thing, but they don't, highlight her character in the way that every other character seems to get highlighted, except for Maggie. Yeah,
0: she's she's strongest whenever she is juxtaposed against the like, you know, and as the mom of the family, it makes a certain amount of sense because she's versus just her character, her role in the show is is to embody that kind of, you know, the nu- nuclear family mother stereotype um, and play off of it, but because of that fact, you don't always get, I don't know, doesn't always feel very satisfactory uh dar's last question
1: favorite childhood christmas gift matt Ooh, childhood christmas gift that's a tough one i'm not sure i, I don't remember a lot of my childhood christmas gifts um hmm. what about you what, what did you get i mean
0: i have uh, the things that stand out to me matt are not would probably surprise no one are my nes playing duck hunt when i was like three I remember being like three or four years old and just holding the light gun right up against the T V and cheating. And then when I was like twelve or even less than I was younger, maybe like younger than twelve. I forget. I think it was ninety six or eleven. Um sixty four. Playing the N sixty four, playing oh, Super yeah. Mario Brother, Super the you know, Super Mario sixty four that on Christmas Day basically, as soon as I unwrapped it, I just they just stopped opening new
1: things. And thought, We're immediately opening this.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure my parents made me save it for last. Uh, so, but it was absolutely like a, the highlight of Christmas and probably the favorite thing I ever got as a child. Like it was just, and I don't think I was expecting it because I didn't. I don't think I think my parents played a trick where they didn't put it under the tree and they had to go get it. My my parents did the oh one more thing. We got one more thing for you, Robbie. And I'm like, wait a minute, one more thing. And then I got in 64 and i got to run around 3d and it felt
1: incredible it was an insane thing
0: um you can't remember anything from your childhood matt did, did you too much brain damage
1: i had a Sega genesis but i can't remember whether or not it was a christmas present um did you but you, but did yeah, you no, get? Then... Did
0: you have like harry potter christmases where they just gave you like you know a a piece of like stale bread and put you under the stairs no stands? no
1: my parents gave me way too much crap as a kid um okay okay that one is coming to mind it was a gi joe uh it was one of the larger ones i had the one that had two icbms in it which why the gi joes had a, a giant tank with a couple of icbms in it i, I don't know and this was the gi joe that w- wasn't a cobra uh I, I, and then there was a tank uh wasn't really a tank. It was like this giant mobile command platform that had a helicopter that came out of one of the sides of it and fold it folded up. And I remember those and being super excited about those. Uh, but those are the only ones that are coming to mind. And again, I'm not a hundred percent sure that was Christmas and not birthdays, but those are really the only gifts that I can really think of. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember being super excited about those. See,
0: see man, you don't need to be positive about it. That it was Christmas. You just think it's Christmas. Okay. That's how memories work. You just, you decide when the memories <laughs> okay, happen. Fair, fair. You decide when the memories happen. Okay. If you can't remember which one it is, you go, Oh, that was a Christmas memory. You don't have to play the memory. Everyone knows memory is fallible. It's fine. Okay. Um, thanks again for everything, guys. Congratulations on number 500. Thank you, Dara. And from Andy. I've been enjoying your podcast from the beginning. Thanks for all the work you do every week. No, thank you, Andy. My favorite memory of The Simpsons is watching with my dad. I'm near my mid-40s, and this was one of the first shows he and I watched together. Same. Me and my dad would watch it. Uh, Now, a few questions. We are in season 23. Do you ever feel like you are losing your sanity after watching so many bad episodes? Um, I mean, no, not really. Like, we play it up for the podcast. Uh... It's mo- my the challenge for me is trying to talk about this stuff in new and refreshing ways every week when it feels like it's so much the same kind of bad all the time. Like we don't get new bad from the Simpsons at this point. We've been we've gotten bad years for what 13 years now, 13 seasons since season 10 or 11. This when it started getting pretty consistently bad. Yeah. And I don't want to be like I could yell and scream about every episode because there's always nonsense, but I want to be, edu- I want to be entertaining. I want to be, I want to be smart, but I also don't want to just say the same things every week. Um, cause it's easy to do that when nothing makes sense over and over and over again. Uh, I'm not losing my sanity. It does get kind of frustrating. Um, when it does, it does genuinely feel like sometimes that me and Matt doing a podcast every week is more work than they put into an episode.
1: It does feel like that sometimes. Even though... Obviously not the animators. The animators no, still no, no. do a fantastic job. The no. writers. It's the,
0: the animators are always putting in work. And it's like, it's the writers. Yeah. Largely the writers. Like, the voice actors always put in the same amount of work. They're, they try. They try and salvage what they get. I feel like even the directors and the animators, and like everyone else, is trying with the writing staff. Like, it feels like, again, it's just like, uh oh, we don't need to write something good. We get the same numbers of viewers every week. Who cares? You just get this uh, next question. What is your favorite holiday episode? Ooh,
1: favorite holiday, holiday episode. That's fa- a holiday one. episode. Man. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to have to go with. Um, I cannot remember the name of I'm, I'm getting really bad remember names of episodes. Uh, the uh, I Love Lisa with Ralph and Lisa on Valentine's day. Valentine's day is not something to get a lot of TV episodes about. And that one just absolutely nails it. It is so great at the end when it's Valentine's day and it's like, Oh, let's be friends. And just uh, so great. I'm, day, I'm, I'm, okay.
0: End. Well, you answered the question, man.
1: I'm going to be more specific. What's
0: your favorite Christmas episode?
1: Ooh, Christmas episode. Um, gosh, the Simpsons and Christmas episodes have not always, uh, hit a hundred percent. Um, I can't really think of a good Simpsons Christmas episode except for um, uh, Marge be not proud, which is kind of a Christmas gift episode, but not really. That's a Christmas. What I M- think M- is. M- okay. You,
0: I, you, you did like okay. The literally the first episode of Simpsons is a, is a Christmas episode. Are you saying Simpsons roast and open a- fire isn't good?
1: No, I'm saying it's it's a that that was the one I was thinking of uh, before. I remembered Marge be not proud. As what being about of the uh,
0: Funzo. Funzo Robbie, you don't like Funzo? Think about what you just said. I like the Funzo episode. I don't have any shame for that, man. I like the fun it's not great. I like <laughs> it. Here, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be perfect to Marge Be Not Proud is the answer. I right? it doesn't have to be complicated. Marge Be yeah. per- Not Proud is the right my, my favorite holiday episode. Um it nails a lot of stuff that even though I do like a lot of the Simpsons Christmas episodes, uh, until we start getting yeah, the point Marge- where where like uh, raccoons are eating like Christmas dinners at tables and stuff or something. I forget. Whatever the episode with Gil was. I say Marge
1: Be Not Proud is a Christmas episode the way Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's not a hundred percent germane to the plot, but it does kick things in motion.
0: What are you talking about? It's absolutely germane to the plot. The the it's all about that that episode is all about wanting it's about like our our nature, like our consumerist tendencies, especially as a child. And the 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 you know, Christmas is about um it really is about in my mind, is about you know love and uh, sharing time with your your loved ones, your either your family or adopted families, whoever they may be, your friends, um, and showing how much you appreciate them with gifts or without them, you know whatever way mm-hmm. you can, and that's what that episode's about. It's about like you know Bart wanting something real a lot, materialist consumer tendencies, which is a big part of Christmas, despite you know yeah. that most people resent it. And then him realizing, no, it's more important for me to do the right thing and to show my mom how much she loves me. And when she gives him a different gift, Bart again goes, oh, mom, thank you. He, he, he doesn't he doesn't do the Bart thing. He, he
1: rises yeah. to the occasion. Bart, Bart in that episode is a much better kid than like 50% of the kids I grew up with. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Um, he's better
0: than me Some for a part, large part of my childhood, even though. I'm, oh, yeah,
1: same. Whoosh uh it helps you when know, your 10 year old boy is being written by you know 30 40 year old men <laughs> yeah that helps um what's your first memory of watching the simpsons oh gosh um i think it was because i i didn't watch the simpsons until the midnight when they were in reruns uh because uh you know the simpsons were at eight o'clock and at eight o'clock my dad the tv was his and we watched what he wanted to watch and he did not like the simpsons so i would probably say god there were some episodes um um uh, what, what was the uh, separate vocations? I remember seeing that one uh, repeatedly over and over again. Uh, a lot of season two episodes, Dance and Homer, I think I saw three or four times before I saw some episodes once. Just it was whatever was on Fox at six o'clock, you know, after school kind of thing. Uh, and I would just sit down and watch an hour of Simpsons every single day. And it got to the point where... Uh, there was one other kid in my high school who watched it as much as uh, I did. And we would just quote the episodes back and forth to each other back in the days when the only way to do that is to spend all of your time watching it whenever it came on uh, because you didn't have the internet. You didn't, I mean, we barely had, the internet. we had like websites. This was before, you know, anyone posted anything like that. It was, it was a long time ago. So, you know, those, those are the big
0: ones. Yeah. We're old. Um, My first memory of watching the Simpsons is I, I want to say, I talked to Matt earlier about memory and so there's a lot, there is that thing of like, well, how early was I watching the show? Um, Cause I definitely wasn't watching it when it first, did. like I, like I was four, like I was not watching Simpsons wrestling open a fire when I was four years old, but I do remember watching like seasons three or four as they came out when I was like seven, right. When I got to like seven, eight, I was watching the Simpsons at eight o'clock every single, you know, every single week. I remember, like, I, because my, literally my bedtime was after The Simpsons. Uh, That was the big thing. Um, So it's, like, it is, like, I think my first actual memory, the first time I actually was watching The Simpsons was, like, season three or four, like, when I was seven or eight. And I would watch it uh, at eight o'clock when it came, new episodes as they came out. And then through, you know, as I aged, it was just, like, more and more fanatical. My parents would buy me the books, and and uh, the big, you know, the big tomes at all the episode guides and all that stuff. And I was always on the lookout for stuff, um, even though we were poor and couldn't afford anything. Um, what mom from The Simpsons would you pick to be your mom?
1: I mean, is there, I mean, I, I know there are other options besides Marge, but like, have they ever showed any other good moms on the show? <laughs> like, I mean, Maude's fine, but. Maude's M- 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 a
0: good mom. least she's, you know, she's overly Christian, but.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which she's means, not no, a bad, thank you. But she's not a bad mom. Like, she takes care of Rob and no, Todd. Large's no. um, mom kind of sucks. Homer's mom is kind of cool, but also kind of left him. Um, yeah, she
0: fled. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't just. I don't. Uh, we. That's a. Here. Like, we need better. We got one great Mona episode and then a bunch of stinkers. And it's not fair. Mona, that was like, it's such a, she's such a great character that could have had so much done with her. And we only got one great one and then a a bunch of garbage. Um, Mm. I, I don't, I'm trying to think like. I, I mean, it is like the boring answer, but Marge is the right. Marge, Marge resembles my mom so much. I think they'd really.
1: Yeah, need I, I think I think the best dad is a tougher question, but like Marge is just the best mom by far.
0: Can I pick Tom as my dad?
1: <laughs> right. Mr. Bergstrom.
0: Can Mr. Bergstrom be my dad? Oh, my God. For real. Right. That's my answer, actually, is Mr. Bergstrom, because he, he would be a great dad, I think.
1: Um. My, uh, Mr. Bergstrom, Mr. Bergstrom highly values being able to leave the kids at school at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> I think that's yeah. That I feel like that is true, man. I feel like Mr. Bergstrom is absolutely childless. Like he's child free. Like he's even if he has a oh yeah, you know, he's like a, a, I, I, a partner. I, he wants
1: to contribute to society by you know helping children, but at the end of the day, he can just walk away if he, he needs just to. He go can't home, do that. If just you're a go
0: home and practice guitar at his house by himself. Um, <laughs> the last question from Andy. Uh, this is just for me. Robbie, you're, you've become a pro wrestler. What would be your ring name? What would you call your finishing move? Oh man, gosh, I didn't. I did not screen any of these questions ahead of time. I wanted us to be like surprised. So I'm seeing these all. Oh, the good first luck time. with that now. Um, the finishing move absolutely comes from your gimmick, right? It has to be flow. You flows everything flows from the gimmick first, and then everything comes out afterwards, like. That's I think my biggest critique of a lot of wrestlers is like, they just think of moves that think are, they think are cool. uh, And then, but it doesn't make sense in connection to their gimmick, like whatever their identity is. Um, I don't know. I have to think about this for a second. Uh, I don't know. I think I would do, I would, I don't know. I would try. I think I would try and do something like weird and avant-garde Um, because it seems to work more often than not now, uh, like timeless Tony storm. If you watch AEW, uh, she is like playing like a Hollywood starlet from the forties effectively. And every time she's on screen, the, the camera goes black and white because
1: what an interesting
0: gimmick. That's cool. (laughs) No, she's great. Tony's incredible. Uh, it's one of my favorite things in wrestling right now. Um, but I would like, obviously I'd be like, you think I'd be like a writer, um, But a writer character or something like that. But I feel like you that wouldn't translate very well. Um, You know, maybe like intellectual, like heel, like, you know, like they've done many of them, like the genius back in the day. Um, Something like that, maybe. Or if you really want to be smart and be annoying, like I think it would be a great heel is uh, like a podcaster pro wrestling podcaster heel who just talks about talks about going on a show all the time i think that would be like it wouldn't be like that's a mid-card cap like i'd probably be low card mid-card comedy wrestler um my finishing move would probably be uh i don't know what's like a a, i'm trying to think what's a podcasting term that you could use as a finisher move um oh gosh um trying to think of like a dumb, a real, it It has to be an obnoxious term.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, oh
0: no. uh, oh, uh, vocal fry. That'd be my, the, Oh the vocal, yes. The vocal yeah, fry. Perfect. And it's like, it's a, like a kick to the wind, to the throat. I think or like a, a, chop to the throat or something or knee drop to the throat. Something like that. You call it the vocal fry. Um, uh, it would be explosive P. <laughs> that's, that's uh, a, <laughs> that's my, whenever I get the refs back turned. I, that's a, a, a kick to the crotch the they plosive P um, alright let me dig more questions we only have a few left uh, from Brian hey guys congrats on 500 there will be a lot of good and a lot of bad episodes in the future so the first of my questions is what is one episode you think has potential to make top 10 on the best episode ever list what is one episode you, th- you think has potential to be the worst episode ever of um,
1: like episodes we've done no no or... in the future ones we haven't no, watched yet in the Ons, future oh ones we haven't done yet Matt Gosh, I mean, a couple of the ones from the last few seasons, like that Homer and Marge in the woods, that is definitely top 10 material. Um, the Marge episode from this season, I think, is is also, you know, has a possibility of top 10. I think yeah, I be think tough. I think um, it's just it's
0: just so hard to get to the, the top. It, like, it's a murderer's row. I've said this before about the top. Like, our top, it is. I
1: mean, if you look at our top 10 episodes, they are class. Every, any one of those 10 could be put up as one of the best episodes of television ever. They yeah. are so fantastic
0: uh like i so i think yeah like the bart cruise ship episode from season 23 we're gonna get there um halloween of horror you know the first Trios of horror, yeah uh, trios of horror halloween episode was really really great and a lot of people are like oh my god it's so good it's we're back to classic years and then they got kind of a lot of drek after that but um i think those yeah some of the episodes from the past few seasons i think are really great um i don't know if they're gonna make top 10 um but they'll make top 100 I think that's really I think that's that's easily easily attainable. Top 100. um, Top 10 might be impossible at this point.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think top 20 is doable. Uh, Top 30 for sure. Top 20 is is a possibility, but top 10 that my God, look at our top 10. I was like, I would sit and watch those top 10 episodes over and over and over for months before I could get tired of them. I'm
0: of the worst episode ever, uh, certainly the bar rag episode we're going to be doing <laughs> next year, Ooh, really next boy. year. Like it's like three or four episodes away at this point. I I have seen that before. It is really bad, but I feel like it's going to have enough like dumb novelty that we won't put it at the very bottom. Like I don't know. I feel like the bar rag episode is actually one of the episodes where it's like it's so bad it's good type of thing. Where like it's so awful we might <laughs> we'll see it, we might have a little bit of entertainment from it, but we'll see. Um. I, I here, we've had a here, lot of
1: really boring episodes. Recently I, Matt, I have I just...
0: one. It's, this might be a this might be a dark horse because you mentioned episodes from the past few seasons. That episode where Lisa gives us a lecture about a poo. Oh
1: yeah, I
0: have not been so angry at an episode for a very long time, and that might that is a contender. I hate that episode. I hate it. I watched. I watched it one time. I hated it then. Uh, where that episode might be like three hours long when we get to it, because I'm just gonna have so much to say about it. I hate it so much. That
1: is a contender. But we're not gonna get that for years. And, and the worst part about that, real quick. No, we aren't. But it just that they went ahead and recast everybody else. That that just that is just smack in the face of that episode. That just makes it so much worse. oh god, I can't wait to talk about it. It's. I mean, you can. We did
0: the re- review it on the on the Patreon. So if you want to go look it up, you can. Uh, it was the one where they basically got they went wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we, we we don't want to do something, we don't want to it's make it's hard to recast a poo. Let's do something, and you're like and then Lisa just lectures the audience like Lisa's a, yeah. a, an an eight year old girl like why on earth would she whatever, right? We're, we save that for like five years from now when we get to that episode. Uh, another question, Brian, what did you think about the mid childhood's night, night mid childhood's night dream episode from the beginning of season 35? That's the Marge episode I already mentioned from this season, which I think is great. That is a great is episode.
1: A that is one of those ones we're talking about that has the possibility of cracking the top 10. It probably won't, but I could definitely see it going top 20. Here. I mean, sure. it I is, think, so. It made me cry, Robbie. I, <laughs> I can't remember a Simpsons episode has made me cry. I, I, I
0: immediately, it's in contention for best Marge episode of all time for me. Um, oh, sure. And it did set an unreasonable standard for the rest of season 35 that the season did not meet. Um, but that is, the I really enjoyed, I immediately went like, people are like, you know, if people check in with me. I'm like the Simpsons correspondent in their lives. And they're always just like, how's the Simpsons now? And I'm like, you should, season 35 is really great. But then after the Marge episode, they kind of had... Like, we've had, like, three or four different episodes where you're like, hey, this is fine, but nothing great. Um, but even fine is, I guess, an improvement at some point. Okay,
1: next question, Matt. What is the best Mario Kart track? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, Rainbow Road. I mean, it kind of has to be just because it's so incredibly difficult. Like, it, it, when you hit exactly right and get it and just pass everyone else who fell off the edge, it it rewards you in a way that is, is unlike anything else in Mario Kart.
0: Immediately you pick the hardest, most like hateful track. I think that gives it, yeah. gives gives you guys an idea of who Matt is. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like the
0: track that is the most painful and annoying. Um, I think it's, I, I don't hate rain, but I don't hate it. I just don't. I would not definitely not make it number 1. I would probably I think like one that is a good it's a good like mix of some difficulty but really fun thematic elements is Bowser's Castle. I really enjoy Ooh, Bowser's yeah. Castle. Like it is it can be hard, it's not impossible though and it feels like, I don't know, Rainbow, Rainbow Road just feels like, oh yeah, it's like we're in space. Bowser's Castle, like everywhere you go on the track, it feels it feels like I'm in Mario. It actually feels like I'm in the world of Mario, not just... Royal Raceway is great too when it's just, it's just simple fun. I really like just the Royal Raceway. Um, I'm, I am I don't need like painful, hateful levels. I just like, you know, I'm not playing Mario Kart competitively. I just want to race around and hit people with shells. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, that's what, that's all I'm doing. Um, finally, what did you think of the Barbenheimer trend? Did you see both movies? If so, what did you think of them? Do you think either of them are best picture material? I, I don't know if we ever actually talked about Barbenheimer, Matt.
1: I don't think that we did. Uh, I only saw Barbie. I did not see Oppenheimer. Um, no particular reason besides the fact that my mom was like, hey, let's go see Barbie when I went to visit her. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And it was really good. I was really impressed, quite frankly. Uh, but beyond that, uh, I would like to see Oppenheimer. And I think it's really interesting. I love that there are two movies that seem to appeal to different audiences, but both have important messages about uh, you know society uh, that are helpful and good and i really like them um yeah i don't
0: i try not be too like oh this movie is a best picture material because honestly i don't it feels like best picture at this point is like just like also part of elizabeth like what's in the zeitgeist the most i barbie barbie and Oppenheimer both movies i think are good uh and that's it I I don't know they're good I they're not as much as I don't think either of them is as much as like the hype said they would be I like I they they are both very good competent films and i I think all, largely I just I'm happy that they're I like people there's like obviously every time something gets blows up on social media or in the news or whatever people get angry about it but I don't really even care so much if the movies were great or perfect or best picture or anything like that. Uh, I just like the idea that there is a week where the th- what dominated conversation was two films driven by, like, you know, d- you know, uh, auteur directors. Like, I don't know if you want to call either of them auteurs, but um, <laughs> Gre- Nolan or Greta Gerwig, I, I'm just glad. They weren't superhero movies, they weren't super mario brothers like they weren't just some big franchise even if you people make that argument about barbie but i don't know that movie was certainly not an ad for barbie dolls um oh god no <laughs> no uh, <laughs> even though it did draw you know a lot of barbie stuff but honestly that makes it almost more interesting to me the use of this weird of this doll brand to kind of push like basically feminism 101 you know, uh, in, a, in a mass, in a mass way, almost, you in know, in ma- and make it funny and entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. And Oppenheimer is like this total opposite, you know, dreary, dark story, biopic about a guy who helped kill millions of people. Um, but the fact that they are both like film films and people got really excited about it and went to see both of them. I think that's, that's neat. That's a good thing. And I think that, you know, the, I'm all for art uh, not being just a mass manufactured Produced, overproduced thing by some studio system but with a, a, direct, a directorial vision so to speak um, uh, Brian finishes that's all I had I still can't believe you've been doing this for almost 10 years I honestly prefer to listen to the podcast every week than watch new Simpsons episodes, Simpsons at this point seeing how dreadful <laughs> season 35 has been have a merry Christmas happy Hanukkah quasi Kwanzaa tip tot tet and a solemn dignified Ramadan thank you Brian uh, I'd made that same reference the other night and we have one more uh from this is on Reddit, Historical Ability 69. Nice. Been listening to the podcast quite literally since day one. I believe I found about found out about you guys on the new and noteworthy page on Apple's Podcasts. Been listening every Sunday or Monday since. Aside from getting me to actually watch Simpsons again, I think about everything that's happened to me personally in the world in the last nearly 10 years. From bachelor to married with three kids, career goals met or not, the world seemingly becoming more unhinged. Well, what I would like to know is how your lives have changed or been impacted by the pod for the past 10 years? How it's gotten better or worse? What big accomplishments have you guys have potted through? We know about Robbie's movie moves and books. Matt's continued hatred of social media, love of cats. What else would you consider your biggest (laughs) changes in that time?
1: Hmm. I don't know. My my life really hasn't changed in the past 10 years, really. That's Uh... not
0: true. Don't be a liar. Don't be a liar, Matt. You got married. You literally got married.
1: Yeah, but I was with Mel for like six, seven years before that. You listen to this, man? Seven years. I want you
0: all to listen to this, man, okay? Oh, you've gotten promotions in your job. yes.
1: Yes that's true More but responsibilities. did not really change
0: anything didn't change anything you see this is this is what's like with Matt every week guys. I just want this is you want to know what the, how the pot has changed <laughs> me it's having to, it's learning how to deal with his maniac every week where he's like, oh that doesn't I don't have an answer for that I mean like seriously man were you
1: fostering kittens ten years ago that's true. I was not that is the one big change I think is, is how many having kittens to...
0: how many kittens have gone through your house that have gotten adopted? How many lives have you changed Ooh.
1: Uh, 100 it's 200 been like
0: 160 ish only 160 animal lives that you've drastically improved for the better you've nursed them back to health and gotten them into happy families you know, nothing's changed guys nothing Maybe. has happened in matt's life in the past 10 years i swear to god Matt. Uh, <laughs> i haven't done anything i just sit at home and play Civ.
1: I mean, that that was a large portion of it, but that's like, like a thousand hours, maybe.
0: <laughs> Only a thousand hours of Civ, guys. Another thousand hours of Satisfactory. I'm trying to think of all the
1: other. Factorio. What other ones, Matt? Oh, I never played Factorio. I played Satisfactory, which is a 3D version of Factorio. You
0: never played Factorio? That game's made for you.
1: I didn't know. The efficiency I game. I know, right? Well, I played Satisfactory. Yeah, I know. I know. Make, this, you
0: gotta make the you got to make the 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 factory more efficient so you can kill all the bugs that try want to kill your factory. It feels like that is a yeah. Matt mat game one hundred percent. My life it has changed. Probably is honestly. My game. My life, despite what Matt will say about his, my life has changed a lot in ten years. I was uh, I married. I have a I have a home. I did not own a home ten years ago. Um, I've moved multiple times. When we started, I lived in South Florida, then I lived in Orlando, then I lived in Canada, then I lived in Texas, now I live in Florida once again, full circle, all the way around. Uh, I've published 14 books in that time span. I've started a new career.
1: It's a lot of books, Robbie.
0: Eh, It's fair. It's a fair amount. Um, To to be fair, I've- like hundreds of thousands of words. No, it's over a million. I've written over a million words in the past five years. Wow. Wow because I don't, again, those 14 books are not everything. I technically have two newsletter magnet books that you get for free for signing up for a newsletter. I'm just going to plug stuff too right now. Um, sign up for my newsletter. You get two books that are not that I technically haven't published, but they are available for you. And those are books. Um, I have, you know, three or four more books that I'm three books planning to publish next year. Um, I got a dog. It's the best dog that's ever lived. Izzy. Um, she's the best dog in the whole world. Um, I'm trying to think It's a lot It's a lot of stuff Um, The podcast has been there For all of it It's just always It's always churning Through the background It's the It's become I don't know Me and Matt I think do a lot of work To try and make it As simple Every week Even though it's not really A simple thing to do Um, Make it as simple And easy as we can Every single week To continually record And keep recording New episodes Um, And let's
1: be real That's pretty much all Robbie
0: I mean that's not true you're I get to yell at you every week, Matt. How else would I live in my life if I don't yell <laughs> at you? That's
1: fair. If you if we were able to venture spleen at somebody about the Simpsons.
0: I mean, yeah, not many people are going to understand that. Um but I don't know, it's always there. There's always people every week and I, rep- I remind Matt this every time we talk, which now that we live in Florida again, we talk a lot more often, but um thousands of people listen to us every single week. Every single week, thousands of people Let's tune in. Just
1: rant about this crazy cartoon this this
0: this animated program Matt, please thank you very animated much program. It's animated program an animated
1: primetime sitcom yeah whatever
0: the hell you want to call it um uh, thousands of people still here even now which is you know, considering we're in season 23, I'm, I'm a little surprised sometimes still that it's not a, the show, the Simpsons, I try and make the podcast as entertaining as I can because the Simpsons itself, uh, did not meet it, the the current standards, <laughs> even though, you know, and we try and keep the show changing, constantly adding and moving segments around doing new stuff. If we or we're getting rid of old stuff, if people don't like it. Um, and because, you know, I, I think it helps keep the show fresh for us too. uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, That's it's true. If, if we
1: weren't doing this podcast, we would never watch season like 12 on.
0: <laughs> no problem. On, really. well, I mean, I would probably, what would have happened, man, if I never did this podcast is I would have just watched them all, had my own rankings and wrote a blog post after I finished and that would have been it. Um, but we did start this. I you know I've met a lot of new people. Uh, the podcast has made, I've made connections with people. Andrew, before Andrew, me and Andrew are super close friends now and i would never have met him if not for this podcast uh ripley in austin i would never have been friends with them if i'd never done this podcast like i've met very close friends in my life that i see that i talk to or do things with all the time and i never would have if it wasn't for the podcast um I would say that it's brought me and Matt closer together, but I don't know Matt any better than I did the day we started
1: this podcast. <laughs> you're still finding out he, weird things he's about He's an me.
0: enigma. He literally told me today before we started recording that he hates being damp, uh, which is a, like, it's not about dry or wet. He hates the middle part. And I
1: was... He,
0: so yes. He, okay. I'm like, I...
1: Literally, you're... if you get out of the shower and lay <laughs> down in your bed, I, I, I don't know how, how you live like that.
0: I mean, you drive myself off, Matt. It's... I do dry myself off. But you can't
1: get dry enough with a towel. There's no amount of dry from a towel that is dry enough to immediately put on clothing or get in the bed. You're
0: laying in a cool bed. You have bed. to to air dry no, for a, you, like several you, minutes. No, you wait. You lay in the cool, the bed's cool and soft, and you're just like, ah, oh, now I'm clean and refreshed. Ugh. And you can just, oh, there's not a better feeling on earth, honestly. <laughs> oh, um, God. Now Matt, and I've heard, now Matt uh, doesn't, apparently finds that uh, disgusting. <laughs> just today not disgusting new information just disturbing this okay disturbing um i don't know uh i'm gonna keep we're gonna keep going they're not stopping maybe if no one they're listened, not
1: stopping and we're not stopping yeah
0: maybe if literally no one listened uh, we would stop but people still listen so we're gonna keep going uh do it for you right right uh that's it for questions Thank everyone who asked them to send in replies, who supports us on the Patreon, who listens to this podcast every week. And I've never heard your name or you've never said anything. I thank y'all anyway. Uh, we thank you. Um, we appreciate y'all. I say that every, every week, but I, I do still mean it. Um, I'm going to... Enough... Well, not, you know, you know the plugs. You listen to us every week, probably. You know where you can find us. Go support us. And th- fr- frankly, go have a happy holidays. Uh, I hope it's a good time of year for you. If it's not, I hope you get through it. Easy, easy as it is. Um, ha- uh, What did Brian say? The the crusty line. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. KwaZi Kwanzaa. Tip top tet. A solemn dignified Ramadan. Dignified Ramadan. All, mm-hmm. all that to everyone listening. Um, We'll see you in January. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt, and keep part of this episode. Shh.